0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Keystone Chronicles podcast. This week, I'm joined by my good buddy, Josh Beltoski, and we have a great episode lined up for you guys. We're going to talk all things scent, we're going to talk all things hound, and we're going to talk about Huck. Huck is Josh's blood tracking dog, and these guys are ready to rock and roll at your convenience this year if you hit and wound an animal. And this episode has been a long time coming for, for Josh and I in years, really. I can't wait for you guys to hear some of the questions that I'm able to pick Josh's brain with. And this is an episode about scent, okay? And if you are a deer hunter, whether you're a novice or you're a professional or whatever you want to call yourself, expert, there's no way to beat a deer's nose, okay? But there's ways that we can try to control the environment and learn the environment, you know, whether it be thermals and winds and ground scent. And There's no other way that I can really think of or better person that you can ask for any information to help you with scent other than a houndsman, okay, because that is probably the most comparable thing that we have and are around to watching uh, scent be taken in and uh, reacted to. And in this episode, I have great questions. For Josh, and one of the big ones is how does rain and water and certain weather conditions, how does that affect the scent? And I get to pick his brain with some of the stuff that he's seen Huck do as they're out there looking for blood. And um, this is just going to be a wonderful episode. Josh does not only track deer, guys. I just want to throw that out there. We talk about this in the episode. If you guys need him, get a hold of Huck, man. Huck is ready to rock and roll. He This is, this is what he lives for, so... Get a hold of Josh um, on his Instagram, at Josh joshbeltoski. You can also get a hold of him through me. And there's some other means we talk about how to get a hold of him within this episode. So with that being said, guys, I really think that you are going to enjoy this. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait for you to hear. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Keystone Chronicles podcast. Guys, I'm sitting here with one of my good buddies. This one has been a long time coming. Um, it's, this should be a special one for me and for him. This is something that uh, we've been looking to do with for each other for a while. And, you know, we both have kids, we both have families, and we're both outdoorsmen. And if you guys know how that works, that pretty much is, um, if we're not spending time talking about hunting, it's hard to find time to even sit down and, and talk even more hunting. And we're here in person, which is always my favorite thing to do. Uh, we're at the house, and uh, he's made the trip out. And ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh Beltoski, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to get in this conversation. And um, just so you guys are aware, today we're going to mostly keep it right around uh, his dog, Huck. Huck is a blood-tracking dog, and um, if you guys kill him, he'll find him. All right. If you need any hand or anything like that, I'm going to get into it right away. You need to get a hold of them. We need to get huck on your blood trail. All right. That's right. And um, that's what we're going for in this one, man. We're going to talk a little bit about tracking dogs and we're going to talk about blood trails and scent and um, just we're going to go down that road, man. We're going to keep it on on deer for the most part, but if we stray a little bit, that's all right. Um, Josh, before we get started, man, do a little introduction yourself, just who you are, kind of what you're about and anything else you want to add.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, Josh Beltowski, Uh born and raised in Hastings, PA, what, 20 minutes from here? Oh, right up the road. Pretty local. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had dogs in my life as long as I can remember. Um, my pap had beagles, uh, started hunting. I hunted a lot with my pap when I was young, um, you know, and, and the dog thing never left. Uh, got on my own, had my own beagles. Got into the coyote hounds, which uh, we'll touch on at a later date. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, well. <laughs> and for uh, another day, yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know that led me to the uh, the blood tracking, the blood tracking dogs. Once they legalized that in PA, um, you know my my head just was stuck on it, and we uh, I actually had had a guy come out track the dog with a good buddy of mine, and uh, yeah, I was hooked. Yeah, uh, I knew I wanted to do it. That just set the set the fire up, and here I am. Yeah. Uh, so I got Huck uh, last year, right before season, and trained him up, and we had a hell of a season, and here we are. Here we are chatting about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys had one hell of a season, and I followed along a, a lot of it, and was in contact with you there for a couple of them, and um, you know, as your season progressed last year. And I just want to get into any quick stories you have. You know, how how was the first track that you had with Huck? I know that you had him
1: the year before, right? No, we got him. I got him at eight weeks old. Um, we started archery season at 16 weeks old.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is for real. Um, I was super nervous. 16-week-old dog. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I got him at eight weeks, like I said. Uh, trained him the best I could Mm -hmm. I was I was showing uh taking plenty of videos showing the guy that that I got him from who is a season tracker uh showing him what we were doing asking him questions is this good what do you think he's and he's like man you're nuts this this is great (laughs) you know you you gotta you gotta get your name out there like uh, you gotta take some tracks this season I'm like he's he's 16 weeks old he's he's like just you know Offer, offer it for tips, mm. get some phone calls, have some people that are, you know, they hit rock bottom and, and they need a hand. Right. Uh, well, we did just that and uh, we found three deer the first day. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Now,
0: he comes from uh, like a bloodline of, of tracking dogs then? Or? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah, his dad, anybody in the area may know of uh, Quest Haven Lodge Mountain mm-hmm. in Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad... His owner is uh, Tori Glenny, good buddy of mine. We we hit it off real well, and uh, I owe a lot, if not all, my success last year to him. You know, mm-hmm. helped me through things and uh, got me started with a heck of a dog. Um, and uh, yeah, his dad, man, I think his dad did 48 or 52 or some tracks the season before I got Doc right. off of him. Now they track, you know, in the in the uh lodge at the lodge the uh ranch uh so they track some absolute monsters Mm -hmm. it's uh it's pretty cool that he's able to do he's able to do that you know uh training in that kind of facility right high deer density Mm -hmm. you know so they come from they come from good stock
0: yeah now you know the story going into getting huck, right? You said that you were tracking with a buddy, and and just kind of give me the rundown of how that went down. You know, you went out with your buddy and you seen this other dog tracking, and you were already houndsman going into this. You know, and we talked about before. We will get into another session talking all the coyotes and a lot of rabbit hunting before that. Um, but, um, what what was it that you seen in in the blood tracking dog where you're like, man, I just this is it for me. I gotta I gotta go that route.
1: Yeah. So. It, it had been something that I was uh, interested in. I did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, you think about blood tracking, you think bloodhounds, you know. And uh, I looked at all kinds of different dogs, all different species. Um, and there was two of them that stuck out to me. One of them was a Bavarian Mountain Hound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked their small stature. I like their agility. I like how they were bred, why they were bred, and I liked I like their availability or uh, lack thereof. Okay. They're pretty uh, rare, I guess. Not too many people heard of them, let alone have seen one. Right. And I just like having something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, last well it'd be two years ago now. My buddy, uh, my buddy Nate calls. He's like, Hey, man, you want to help? Track? I love tracking to begin with, right. <laughs> whether it's yeah. with a dog or not. Mm-hmm yeah I'll be out, so me, Nate, and his dad we got on the blood, good nine point um and it dried up. I mean it just got to the point where we now
0: how far you know how far did it go and it started drying up
1: three hundred mm-hmm. i'd say we I'd say we pushed it uh, every bit of three hundred yards, laid uh, down before or no, no bed yet, but you know my my opinion and my and my experience uh we're getting close, you know if he's hit. If he's a if he's a dead deer, right, three hundred yards mm-hmm. we're getting mm-hmm. he's got to be getting close, right. Uh, I would say we once the dog come in I would say we tracked him another hundred fifty to two hundred tops. So we we tracked him uh, till we couldn't anymore. We got to looking we found Tori, we called him he uh, he was guiding and uh, yeah he said he'd be up He'd be late but he'd be up so me and Nate hung out in the garage, tell, talking about you know what i've researched in the past and how cool it is that the the same breed the dog that i've been looking into is coming out and i'm going to watch it firsthand right yeah it, it was just it was picture perfect so uh tory showed up and uh he put rip on it at the at the shot site tracked out the let's say 300 yards that we had already tracked bingo uh we got to virgin ground and he starts doing his work you know mm-hmm. we we're picking up a speck every 50 yards or right.
0: Something me and you probably yeah. you know as We'd good as as good as trackers as we are. It's just probably you'd, not. You'd never find it, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. just I'm talking a pin drop mm-hmm. and every every once in a while. And uh, he did great. He made a check. He come back. I had the blood. You know, it was it was one of the things we let the dog do his thing because we don't know where he went. Right. I'm standing on the last blood and he come back through and there he was. You know, he he found him just like he was supposed to <laughs> right yeah and it was just yeah, it was awesome and again me and tory me and tory hit it off just right. great a you know mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a great dude and we were just questions and answers and you know he i could tell even though uh he had quite the uh he had quite the waiting list i i was probably in line to get a dog. Right. right yeah. <laughs> worked your way up the yeah. ladder pretty quick yeah i think well uh,
0: yeah i mean you being a houndsman you know, and you bringing that energy around you, he could probably tell right away. Like this guy's not a joke, yeah. and then I'd like for him to get, you know, my bloodline, because yep. he knows what he has. Now, when you go out and you um, track, do you, do you let him off the leash? Do you keep him on the leash? Kind of run me through if if I was to shoot a deer today, right? Mm-hmm. Say today's October thirty first for all.
1: Great day yeah, right, <laughs> right yeah. this is a very good day, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: anywhere that twenty eight to all, uh November fourth fifth i'm um, yeah, I'm all for that, and even after that, but that's like yeah. it's always been a very good time frame for me, yes, but um, let's say for all all uh examples and purposes here um so I call you, I'm like, well, bro, you know, I think I put it in a shoulder, but it was low enough, i you know I got good penetration, I just backed out, you know i'm I'm ready for you. What do you think? And you're like, well, you know, give me some more information. H- how do you go about it? I make that phone call and just take me from there.
1: All right. Well, uh, first things first, yeah, the phone call. Get as much information as I can. Um, the the very best thing that I like to hear is, uh, you know, it got sketchy and I backed out. Mm, right. Right. Now you got my attention, right? Because you did what's right, you know. Yeah. And I'm not against anybody going out, calling a buddy or six or seven, mm-hmm. and doing what they can to find it because right. it's in our it's in our nature. No. We want to find it. Curiosity. You know? We, we want to uh, finish obsession. Yeah. Everything. Right. Yeah, we want to finish the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, with with uh, being able to utilize dogs now, you're you're still finishing the job. You may get some help, just like those two, three, four, six buddies that you're called are right. going to help you with. You now have a dog to help you, which is way better than any six or eight buddies, that you, I promise you. <laughs> right. And pulling those guys in, you know, it just creates uh, creates a bad atmosphere. Right. And we'll get into that later. But so you call me. You say you backed out. I get all the details. I write it down. Where was the shot? What did you use? How far? What did you find? Did you get your arrow? Did you have blood on the shots? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and then I decide, and that's, that's one of the toughest parts of the, uh, the gig is deciding which one is the most beneficial, uh, for not only the hunter, for the dog, for my time, you know, mm-hmm. cause I get calls from an hour, hour and a half, two hours away, you right. know? So I want to make sure at, that everybody At nine o'clock at night. Yeah. 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 Usually, yeah. Usually you get them, uh, later in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, they'll shoot something first light, uh, look for it for a couple of hours you get something around 10 11 o'clock the phone starts ringing mm-hmm. and then usually about three hours after dark you mm-hmm. know uh the phone will start ringing um but uh yeah i gather all that information uh hopefully it's good hopefully we can make it happen so let's say it's good i'm coming to you um i'll give you a time that i'm coming out i'll get out there and i want you to take me to the shot site without crossing the track you know without where the deer was or could have ran let's get to it hopefully you left it that way as well right um and we'll get to it i always if possible like to start at the shot site uh you know if you didn't already track it for two miles and it's really not practical to do that you know so we'll, sh- we'll start at the shot site um i got my dog pretty well disciplined i like for him to sit down about five yards away i walk to the shot site i see what i want to see Get him ramped up, you know. Get get the adrenaline pumping. Like I'm checking it out. He knows what's there. Right. It's almost game time, you know. And uh, I just say, find him, mm-hmm. and find him. He comes out of his, you know, corner there, and he comes right. over, and it's nose to the ground. It's He's game. He's throwing on. haymakers, yep. coming in. Yeah, it's game on. So I like to, uh, if you had already tracked it, 100 yards, you know, and backed out. I like for you to walk me through it help keep us on track Mm -hmm. if we need it you know just give me hey it went past that tree hey you know it did that but more than likely the dog's gonna stay right on it you walking on the track has a tendency to lay some of your scent on top of the deer if it's minimal or bad conditions Um, so keep us on track let's not waste too much time on what we already know where we already know the deer went but I want him to gather as much scent as possible from point A to point B. Um, once we're at point B and you have no clue, it's just pretty much you're gonna sit at the last blood. I'm gonna carry walkie talkie. When I get another blood, you're gonna come up to the next mm-hmm. spot and you're gonna be last blood. Mm-hmm. Or you can stay on my tail if your girlfriend's with ya or your buddy or whatever. Um and I got ribbon that I'll mark the blood, mm-hmm. you know, in some tough areas right. as well. And then Hopefully we end at uh the pot of gold. You right. know, we sit down and
0: now when you're when you're following him, you know, you as the dog handler, are you watching him or are you kinda yeah. eyes up are you like looking for a belly or
1: ninety nine percent of my focus is on him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he is on the lead. You asked earlier. Uh in the state of Pennsylvania they gotta be on a lead. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they gotta be they gotta be on a lead. Uh mm. which is Make, good. Makes sense, yeah. It, I th- I think they're then I could be speaking out of context here i don't know but i think they're their reasoning for that is uh to preserve the actual art of tracking the deer mm. you know i'm working with one dog that is out there tracking a deer mm-hmm. i'm not letting six mutts go run around right. and hope they find a smelly dead deer which mm-hmm. is cool too yeah. you find the deer yeah. end result you know right um but i've never seen that or heard that but i i would being a hound guy i would think that's the reasoning for it yeah it uh, makes sense yeah. i can see i why. like it you know
0: it's not a um another couple states where you can hunt whitetails with dogs right yeah yeah um which would be cool too i yeah <laughs> not right. against that and at you all i would
1: definitely be <coughs> we'd definitely be going for mm-hmm. sure but um i've had a few of those in the past you know the deer dogs <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's the ones that like to take them for <laughs> sure for sure um you know it's really like uh Sturgill Simpson says, man, you know, a dog on the grounds worth 3 in a saddle. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the truth, man. You can't beat a dog's nose and it's also like having your best friend on the ground and you're like, "Get him." You know, yeah. "Get him, get him" cuz you're you're just as excited to find that person's deer as you are for the dog to find the deer yep. because you're like, "Fuck, yeah, we did it." Yep. Right? Yeah. And um, you know, what is some of the things that you are going to tell guys cuz there's a lot of guys listening to this show in this episode right now. And if they're going to call you, there's a couple things that they should know going into the season, right? And what are those things? Like, if I shot and hit a deer and I didn't make a good shot, and maybe I even knew I didn't make a good shot right from the get-go, and I, in my head already, I'm like, man, i got to call Josh. i got to get Huck out of here. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm at, Say I'm in the tree stand. What do you want me to do from there?
1: My, my rule of thumb is if you can't track it yourself, you're going to call a buddy. Mm-hmm. Let that buddy be a dog, yeah. you know. You um, know, I get down, and I got blood. I got blood at the shot site, but I don't have the arrow. I may follow it for, for a little ways, but if it gets sketchy, I don't have that arrow to tell me. That arrow tells you a lot, in my opinion. Mm. You know, you get a pass through. You got guts on it. You got white hair on it. You got fat on it. Um, that arrow is going to tell you a lot. Yep. Uh, obviously, if you got a spray and blood trail. You're going to follow it no matter what you see. Right. Um, But I've tracked many miles. Old one-lungers. With one-lung spray and blood trails. I mean, I thought I'm finding the deer before Mm -hmm. these guys get across the creek. Mm -hmm. Blowing out beer can-sized blood clots. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like, all right. Pink blood and all. Yeah, yeah. Bubbles.
0: Yep. The whole nine.
1: Four and a half miles later, we're back at the truck. The deer made a big loop. We jumped them once, and uh, we're back at the truck. Yeah. so you know there's just there's a, a lot there's a lot of elements that go into a lot of pieces of the puzzle you know great blood is not does not mean a, a dead deer uh, a agree. clean pass through does not mean a dead deer <laughs> i got a particular situation where and this is like a once in a lifetime thing the guy's local he shot the buck and immediately after he shot the buck He got a trail camera picture of it running through the food plot with the arrow hanging out. Fletching's holding it in. That's it. I'll show you the picture here after we're done. Anybody in the right mind thinks it's a dead deer. I mean. Any hunter. Anybody Anybody with a little bit of experience. Any hunter that has ever put an arrow through a deer would be Mm. like, yeah, he's crushed. You know, I just got this picture (laughs) to confirm it. He's running
0: running dead, right?
1: Five yards later, he drops the arrow. We look at the arrow, covered in blood, Mm. tip to tip. Good blood. uh You know, it's just one of them, I'll give them a half hour and, you know, I don't even need to situations. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to look up the picture to get the dates right. Uh, I think it was October 22nd. I tracked that buck. So he got a hold of me. Him and a buddy went out. They lost blood. And he called me and I said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Let's do it in the morning, though, before it gets sunny out. So I met him at four in the morning. I'm looking at the picture. Right, there it is that's that's the broadhead side hanging out holy shit. it's a dead deer right yeah oh yeah so damn we uh we get in a buggy we go up we track it i follow it i think pretty much to the t you know the way the deer ran we get to where they stopped and that's where we did a little bit of splitting and searching and what happens is when you leave that blood trail you're taking that blood trail with you it's on your boots you've tramped in blood you got deer scent okay so we did a little bit of searching around, and Huck got back on course. I found one more spot that I thought was blood, uh, he thought was a berry, whatever, regardless of the situation. That was October 22nd. I, I had a hard time telling him that Huck thinks your deer's still alive. And uh, November 10th, I believe is the date on that picture, right, mm-hmm. that buck was shot.
0: Son of yeah, a bitch.
1: Yeah, I left there, and you know, n- no hard feelings. But the guys like, um, I'll be looking for him tomorrow for sure. I said, "Well, call me. You know, I'll come back out. We'll do what we mm-hmm. can." I feel you, dude. Mm-hmm. I I don't have an answer yeah. for this. Uh, stakes
0: are, you know, emotions are high.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this because anybody that looks at this deer, o- November or October twenty first, actually. So from October twenty first to November tenth, we're talking nineteen days.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, he was just out there, you know. Yeah. You know, he was still getting it.
1: Yep. 19 Run days and, chasing. and it's a hundred percent the same buck because the kid that shot it did you was also k- hunting it did
0: you ask the kid if he was acting funny or anything come in
1: when he no. shot it the mm-hmm. kid that shot it? no i didn't actually i don't think i actually talked to the kid that shot it i got the picture through the guy i tracked mm-hmm. for and right yeah it was just a it was just a popular local buck it was 100 percent. you could see the wound he actually had the wound from uh my cousin skimmed his back a couple of days before that okay. yeah it was it was the same buck it actually, it got injured uh, the year before and walked backwards on its one right front leg. Its its front shoulder was broken, like, twisted in. I so, it was 100% the same deer. I would say,
0: just in my opinion, like, we call, some of them we call devil deer. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched, I want to edit this a little bit with my words. I watched a deer get shot in an area where it most definitely should have been dead. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's still looking around, laying on the ground. Yeah. Like, half of what got shot and i'm like <laughs> and we we call them devil deer because they just have a, a will to live yeah right yep and i think that some deer have more of a will to live than others correct right because i can think of some bucks that i didn't make maybe the best shot on but they didn't go very far and they died yeah and then on the flip side i can think of deer that boy i put it to them and they went a long way where you know I mean? where they go. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, um, out of all that stuff you've seen, you know, you one of the best things that you're getting out of having Huck and being able to track wounded deer is learning a lot. And I mean, you've already seen a lot of wounded deer in your life. You know, deer you shot and killed on yourself, mm-hmm. or being with friends or who you know family, whoever tracking these deer. What are some of the things that you've seen that kind of are are giving you a little map of something have you seen that a wounded deer you know because some guys are like oh deer's going downhill uh deer's going towards water uh deer's gonna circle back over this end is there anything that you've kind of like said like holy shit like this is kind of like a common thing going on here
1: yeah well one thing for sure is nothing is 100 uh deer going downhill yeah i mean more than likely. Right. I'd go downhill too. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take the path of the least resistant. That buck there, right. straight uphill, the one I just told you about. Eighty yards, hundred yards, and straight uphill. Yeah, he, he didn't die, so I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was hurt. He had to be hurt. <laughs> um He only had one line, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Water's a big thing with uh liver and guts. Mm. I, I see him in water, you know, with a liver for sure. Um but Makes again, sense. but again, it's not right. You know, you're not going to stand here and tell me,
0: hey, you should probably go check water. Yeah. If you well, hit it it.
1: yeah. I mean, I, I would look there if I was tracking without a dog. If you a grid searching, Yeah. I'm out there grid searching. Oh, there's a pond. Yeah, for sure. I would mm-hmm. go check it with any hit for that matter. Um, but that, that just proves the point that it's not a hundred percent. You know, if I thought I smoked them, if I thought I hit him in the guts, any of those shots, I would go to water. I think that's just a a natural thing for anything that's right. that's injured um but i do think it raises the percentage the rate on uh liver and guts you know when they're sick right there's a difference i i distinguish a big difference between a deer that's sick and wounded and a deer that's hurt mm-hmm. that buck that got shot was hurt yeah He wasn't sick you know yep. and that's just my own interpretation of it nothing i say is black and white or or gospel or, you know, I'm pretty, I'm green at this. So, you know, (laughs) I'm sure there's some things that are going to be argued about. Yeah. Oh no, they're definitely, they go to water every time, you Mm -hmm. know, I get it. But, uh. Mike, you've seen a couple though.
0: That's why I asked the question because. Yeah. When you see that many in one season, you can kind of start, oh, this is kind of making more sense more and more as I start tracking these deer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We found, uh, we found 26 bucks last year mm. so we probably tracked 50 you know i'd I say at least 50 percent 50 60 something like that yeah and a lot of them were uh inexperienced knowing what track i should take or not so much inexperienced but just uh anxious you know uh, excited i got a call i'm gonna go right. you know yeah it doesn't sound good my very first call uh was down pittsburgh way uh, a couple of days before our season opened, Damn. I was pumped. Right. Well, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. it the two I didn't even think about them getting started before us. Kid called, told me the story. And uh, as I sit here today, you know, I, would, I would have unfortunately told him that there was nothing I could do mm-hmm. for him.
0: Right. Bad news.
1: As I sat that day, I was pumped <laughs> and loading the dog in the truck going right. to Pittsburgh, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> he said, uh, yeah, I hit this buck. Um, no blood anywhere no shot sight no blood me my dad and my brother checked this chest high goldenrod field back and forth for three hours i would not be going right now not because i don't want to help this guy out but i got nowhere to start plus wherever that deer did run is just back and forth track the crop and i got a 16 week old pup you yeah. know but i straight up said I, I don't want anything for coming down but i'm gonna see what we can do and uh kid later on saw the deer and in season walking out or walking into the tree stand and I still talked to him to this day and uh yeah he had a great we had a great time yeah. you know well
0: you got a faithful guy from that I'm sure yeah and then on top of that any of his buddies or yep. family yeah I made you know a know contact I mean? the word of know. mouth there yep um yeah I I, I want to get him to a couple other things too um so I call you I hit a buck and say let's just say what happens what just happened here today when you go out here We had pretty good weather Mm and we were going to sit on the porch and we got pushed to the garage. And if you guys heard earlier in the background, it was pouring down rain for a little bit out here. What do I do? If I'm, if I call you and me and you, we get on and check the Doppler and we're like, son of a bitch, you know, it's Mm -hmm. coming, it's coming. You know, do you tell me, Hey, you better, you better push on and go and see if you can find your deer. Or do you tell me, Hey, don't, don't do nothing. Rain, you know, rain comes you know, stops or whatever. We're gonna come in and we're gonna find your deer,
1: yeah. So, actually, uh, it's it's not that rain is good, um, but to an extent, rain can help us out. Um, the amount of rain we just had for it was heavy, but for for the amount of time, I would have, I I would think it would help me more than hurt me, which is cool, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, basically, um, as long as everything else is good. When it rains, uh, it's gonna actually kind of spread things out. It's gonna it's gonna take that track from, you know, a drop here, a drop there, to a little bit wider area. Think of smoke when you think of scent. Okay. Um. You know, you got a cigarette sitting there, no wind, just blowing straight up. hmm Um, you put a little bit of rain on it or whatever wind, it might it might make a little bit of a cloud around that cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That, let's think of that as a blood drop. Okay. Um, and the rain does the same thing for that it kind of spreads it out obviously doesn't uh make it stronger but it gives it a little bit more of a range uh to to smell to track so uh a little bit of rain i'm okay with Uh, a couple hours actually last night you know we i was telling you before we got on here shot one last night ag tag area uh it dumped it for three hours after uh after we left i mean Downpour, yeah thunder lightning good, yeah. yeah dumped it uh i let it dry out today we didn't go in there till about lunchtime you know let it kind of go from one aspect to being overly wet to the to being dried out we ran the line crushed it like, it, like yeah. it was nobody's business yeah yeah i should have let it sit for another day <laughs> you know <laughs> but that's a good thing you yeah. know i'm not i'm not we're training right now uh we're we're pretty pretty hot and heavy getting ready for the season. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about, you know, how hard of a track he can. I'm worried about getting them on tracks, getting them back in the groove, smelling, right, running his thing, doing his thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, the rain, obviously it's going to, long term, it's going to be your enemy for sure. So if you're going to have a 10-hour steady rain, let's, let's still give that deer the amount of time that he deserves, that he needs um because there's nothing like pushing a deer in the rain you know uh let's still give him that amount of time four five eight hours uh and then let's go in and hope for the best we uh if you remember last year first day was a downpour right mm-hmm. so we tracked we tracked uh i actually got to hold a tory for this one it was a seven-year-old girl it was her first buck i, f- I figured we could do it you know the the scenario was good However, it was raining, and we had tracked three deer prior to that and At sixteen weeks old, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I don't want to push him, mm-hmm. he's tired, he's right. sleeping right now, oh well, yeah, pup, so joints aren't
0: even growing together, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so I didn't want to push it and uh I did the right thing. I got Tori in there, we took one of his pups with us, she did great she was oh she was she was everything but on top of this deer um, and made a check and and ended up coming back, so we got back to the truck, we got rip the tee down the track on the deer we find out in the four hours i think it was four hours that we let that deer sit the coyotes had it destroyed already lord it was gone Hmm. it was it was non-existent other than a other than a rib cage i'll show you a picture um so what happened i believe was uh his his dog got down there into it got around the uh the coyote scent That's it, dude. Destroyed. Totally gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was nothing left but the neck, the head, the neck, and uh, it actually had its shoulder blades, like, flipped up. It's gone. There's no better way to say it. So, we think she got down in there close enough to where the coyote scent was super strong, and she maybe didn't like it, Mm. you know? Yeah. As a pup. So... Like I said, we brought her back. We put Rip on. He took it to the tee. She was so close to it, we wanted to let her have the reward as well. So we took her and Huck. And she followed her line that she had previously took. And Rip had taken a line sooner down over the hill. And whether whether Huck took Rip's line or Huck took the deer's line, whatever, Huck followed Rip to the tee right down to the... So I was like, yeah, that's, that's good, you know. Uh, and he ended up getting getting a reward as well so we had three dogs out on one soaked to the bone it was pouring the entire time you know
0: now when so you say reward what's i mean are you giving them like some organ meat out of the deer or yeah. what's the
1: yeah i usually give them the liver mm-hmm. yep Yeah. i like to uh i like to give them the liver we'll let him once he as soon as he finds it i'll ask i'll ask the hunter right you know Cut in the back of the leg or somewhere right that isn't going to ruin the pictures or ruin what they're doing and let them chew on it for a little bit but then once we got it i like to give them the liver yeah yeah everybody likes liver yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's good to say
0: (laughs) yeah that's good man that's funny you know i was i was raised with the same thing with the rabbits you know we would kill a rabbit and a dog come up and it wasn't like she wanted it it just she would wait a second and i'd give her the the liver heart every time Yep hang the rest in a tree and keep on moving. But have you seen a large correlation? Because I grew up talking about this. My dad, my pap, everybody would always tell me the same thing. And I find it true, but you know, you said uh, earlier, whenever we were talking that one of the deer that you were tracking, you said we started here and then we ended up right back in the truck. Right. So that deer made a big circle. Yep. Do you find they
1: act just like giant bunny rabbits? (sighs) I can't say that's true. Okay. no, <clears throat> no i can't say that's true that situation yeah a four and a half mile right loop right bun- still still the route. deer
0: come back to its core area if you will
1: yeah yeah there it is right there <clears throat> that's the track mm. right here's where we uh right here's where it was shot yeah that's where this mess right here is where the guys searched for it to where i jumped it and it crossed the creek up through this golden rod and i jumped it right here i think and it come right back so that was a cool track. Um the guys the guy it was a good buck uh crossbow i believe they got in they had good blood you could see it on the blacktop across the road um i got in there and and man we had we struggled you know 150 200 yards in it was back and forth and running around he was excited but you know it was just everywhere so i could tell that they were back and forth and searched they had one spec where on the on the creek bank and uh That ended up being where he had crossed the creek, Mm -hmm. but they had never gone on the other side of the creek. Right. So, while we were searching on the shot site side of the creek, um, I found the bed where they had jumped it from. I put two and two together where uh, it went from there to the shot. And if you looked across the creek, there was like a six-foot bank straight up and down. So, they immediately were like, you know, it was hit. Right. It's not going to go up at Well, huck said otherwise so he's sitting on the creek you know (laughs) sniffing and he wants to go across the creek so i let him go across the creek and i got up a couple feet up creek and got across where it wasn't deep of course he didn't get up that bank so i brought him to me and i immediately went back to where i figured he crossed and there it was just blood spewed from him jumping up that six foot bank he just opened things up. Mm. And that was the one I talked about earlier. Mm. He had beer can sized blood clots that Huck's thrown up in the air, you right. know. And I'm thinking, this thing's, it's right <laughs> here. Four and a half miles. Yeah. And the deer's still on his feet. Yep. Yeah, it, it made a loop. It, it went through a giant goldenrod field. Uh, we got up to a, a pond. I thought he was going to be floating in the pond. Nothing. We got back down this four wheeler trail and it veered off the four wheeler trail. And I actually, when it, when it left the four-wheeler trail for the thick brush, i looked back at the guys, told them, let's be quiet, you know. We might, it might be bed, it right. might be pulling off the bed.
0: Might make a turn and be standing there looking <laughs> at us.
1: It wasn't five yards. <laughs> mm. I looked back and like, said, "Is you think that was him? I said, well, it was either him or a coyote or a bear or something leaving him. Hopefully, you know, it wasn't him. So we went up, shore, heck, there it is, pile of blood, bed. Clotted up. Definitely him, you know. And uh, whatever time of night it was, uh, the guys were about whooped, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. still ready to go. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) you got to make the decision. So I looked at the map, and here the deer jumped and ran basically in the direction that we needed to go. Right. I was like, hey, if it's still going that way, I say we follow it. If, you know, if it veers off track, we'll mark it. We'll come back tomorrow. What Mm -hmm. do you think? You know? And they were on board for it. Well, here it literally went the path that we would have taken to get back to the truck through this trail onto a great big transmission line that was mowed. And he's like, you think we're still on it? You know, and dog was pulling good mm-hmm. and every once in a while there'd be a speck of blood. We get out to the road, there's a spot of blood right in the middle of the road and it goes into this like, I don't know how many hundred acre soybean field. And I just, I think it's a good spot to lo- <laughs> a good spot to leave for the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were whooped. It was, <laughs> it was quite the night. <laughs>
0: Well, so after you jumped that deer and you found that bed, um, because the reason I ask this question before I even get into it is because I have been part of plenty of tracking a deer to where we found the bed in the wrong way, right? Mm -hmm. We come up on it and jump the deer. Yep. Just like that. And I mean, I'm about in tears when that happens because of, I mean, usually that's it, Mm -hmm. especially if it's got shot deer, because usually they quit bleeding. Yep. You know? And how many times have you come across that, that you have seen, um, that you didn't get the deer or how far did the deer go after you did jump it out of the bed?
1: So we, we did, I said earlier, we found 26 and find, uh, you know, that includes eight, uh, eight tracks that we had that happen. We got to the buck mm. The still buck, alive. Still got alive, up. got up and mm-hmm. left, uh, most of which we identified. That one was at night in thick stuff. We didn't identify him, but, I mean, the blood led us to him. The dog led us to him. It was him. Uh, there would be – I'm trying to think. There was three that we found, jumped, let, let go, marked the area, come back in the next morning. One was still alive guy had to put down still uh mark the area because we're not allowed we're not allowed to dispatch him at night right we have to shoot him we have to shoot him with during legal hours with you know the weapon of season mm-hmm. so a bow or a crossbow uh, or lesser yeah or lesser you mm-hmm. know recurve uh long bow whatever <coughs> right in season and during hours so there's been several situations where you do find him he's laying there mm-hmm. we back out and get him in the morning right uh hope the coyotes haven't gone um yeah um hope he didn't get up and walk away uh but uh yeah there was eight of those eight of those situations uh and the one like i said we we searched forever for him he ended up making a a goofy cut on us it was a a nice learning experience Um, but we marked the area and the guy went right back in the next day and he ended up having to put it down still you know, the next day we're still laying there, thing. and he was laying next to a pond. He was got shot, laying mm-hmm. next to a pond. Yeah. But as far as, as far as jumping them, and then recovering them, uh, like I said, three of them, three out of eight, that we had actually jumped, uh, and ended up getting back, and I would say those five. Uh, those five were either seen or shot later in the season or in rifle season i had a lot of deer a lot of deer that we tracked that we didn't find that were shot in rifle season shot later in archery season showed back up on camera yeah i have a lot of a lot of guys followed through you know i ask them hey if mm-hmm. you see him, if we show up if we show up and we don't find him, that hits me just as deep as it hits them right i would imagine mm-hmm. because you know me you know i'd yeah i'm passionate <laughs> yeah. and uh i want to know and whitney's always like ah, let it go you know yeah why are you talking to that guy you tracked his deer three weeks ago you know well he just come up on camera and he yeah. sent me a picture of it that's Which, why
0: you know that that is why you do it and that's why we all like to be part of the chase because when it comes down to it we we usually are killing deer as a group because especially in rifle season but you know, in archery season, we shoot, we wound a deer or something or another, and I get you, I get, you get, whoever gets that phone call or gets that text message, even, you know, even before you had the dog, and it's like, we got to go. Get the headlamp ready, you know. Yep. Um, Paul Revere, light two torches. Yeah. We're coming down through the woods. Yep, where's the Coleman? Where's the lantern? <laughs> right, right, because it's it's exciting, and then when you do get the deer, even if you don't get the deer, right, but when you do get the deer, you know— you didn't kill a deer. Yeah, It's like a this group yeah. effort thing, and, and that's why we love what we do. Yeah. So, really, you get to live that camaraderie, <clears throat> and then you also get to see those moments, especially, like, if you had a young hunter Yeah. shoot a deer, and they were with their dad or but their, uh, you know, mother, whoever took nope. them or whatever, and then you get to be part of that moment, which, I mean... You have two boys, and you're getting ready to come up on yeah. your moments. You know what I mean. And you yeah, get I'm, I'm to hoping see that. I'm hoping they
1: don't have to call me, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'll be there if they do. This yeah. this this young guy right here, man. That that smile says it all. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, that's
0: exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, man.
1: I tracked his buck, and I tracked his dad's buck. Yeah, great great people. Uh,
0: and you know, if you look at it from <clears throat> the scope that I'm bringing bringing up and talking about, you know, you're doing more than just helping somebody find their deer, right? Because yep. Um, that that young boy, young girl, whoever they mm-hmm. hit, they hit that deer, and they don't need to necessarily understand that disappointment yet. Yes, I understand it's part of the learning process, and mm-hmm. you know they need to know, hey, maybe you should have took a more ethical shot, maybe, um, you know, you should have done more practice, whatever it is, and they'll learn that down the road. But at that young age, you, you hate to see that happen because yeah, it it, it hurts more, I think yeah at at
1: 789 you don't want to discourage it's them it's like almost
0: traumatizing yeah, for them right yeah yeah so then whenever you can get out there and help them get their deer because i mean like we and were talking about earlier i'm i'm an experienced tracker you're an experienced tracker without a dog but when you put me in a crp field or something like that i mean i'm only so good yeah and with a dog
1: i've always said there you know there's a the right tool for the job yeah. And if mm. we can use dogs, why not use them? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're it's
0: been a long time, coming. I so. don't
1: know how I don't know how you would ever uh do like a trial a percentage of you know, human tracking compared to a dog tracking because you'd never be able to simulate the same the same thing mm. without adding the human scent or the dog scent, whichever one goes first on the track or whatever and be able to compare them so much apples to apples. But I I can guarantee you there has been bucks that we found that other trackers have found trackers that are way better than i am that have been doing it for a lot longer than i have that have found that the hunter said or they know themselves you would have never done this with without a dog right you know Mm -hmm. i have (laughs) i got a good story i don't want to tell too many stories but Hmm. uh no that that's why (laughs) the people are listening (laughs) trust me (laughs) i had it was actually a college buddy of mine he reached out and for whatever reason i was that much more nervous i haven't talked to the kid in since college. Yeah. And uh, he's like, You remember me? I was like, Absolutely. You know, he's like, I ah, shot a good buck. I'm down here. Would you drive this far? I'm like, Hell yeah. You know, I think it was Bedford. You know, that ain't far. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'll go to Bedford. Down so I went the down. Valley. Yeah. So I went down, not only met a college buddy that we had so many good times <laughs> together, right. but we rekindled and had another good time. So we get to the situation. He shows me pictures. I love pictures, you know, trail camera pictures. Right. I like the history, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and whether it's a 4-point or a 14-point, I'm ready for the track. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't pick and choose because of the size of the deer. But, you know, everybody likes to find a, oh, a giant. G- all right, yeah. So we get down there, great buck. And uh, we get back to the area, and he runs me through what he told me on the phone in person. Okay, he went in here, 8-foot tall, uh, what the heck did he call it, blue stem. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, uh, a screen, you know, a uh, uh, Real world Miscanthus type screen, eight right. foot tall. Ran into the blue stem. I got down. I give him time. I got down. I found my arrow. I walked to the blue stem. And when I approached the blue stem, I wa- I watched him run this way. Okay. Let's just say, for the sake of conversation, due east. All right. So I get the dog on the shot site. We got blood. He goes into blue stem 10 yards. He lays down. There's a bed, some guts, uh, some blood. And I'm thinking, okay. It's a dead deer. You hit Mm. him in the guts, he's going to die. Right. It's just a matter of time. So my dog goes, licks up the blood and the guts and his nose to the ground right back out of the blue stem into the field that he shot him at. And he's like, man, he ran this way, 100%. And when we arrived, the coyotes were going nuts in that direction. I mean, two, 300 yards away. They Mm. were on top of us. Right. So it was like, oh, yeah, they're they're on the deer, you know, for sure. We're going to find it. So I circle huck back into the blue stem, does the same thing, licks up some blood, licks up some guts, smells around, right back out into the field he shot the deer in. And I said, Gavin, I said, hey, did you walk out this way or did you backtrack? He's like, no, I walked out that way. I was like, okay, he's probably just smelling your feet. So from that bed where the guts were, there was two other distinct trails that deer have ran. So I forced him. Up this trail. Mm-hmm. Some, I almost some, felt some I almost felt like an idiot because this guy here, this guy's telling me he went into blue stem, I approached the blue stem, my buck ran due east. Mm-hmm. I watched him. Right. And my dog's not going due east. He's going due west. So I'm forcing him a couple feet into this and he wants not to do it. I mean, he's tearing me up to get back out. I put him in the second, you know, deer trail. He's tearing me up to get back out. I said, Gavin, let's, le- let's let let us this play out. Let us see what he does. Got to trust the dog. <laughs> yeah. I know that. But, like, you know, right. when somebody's telling, telling you. you. I've seen him go there. Yeah. Right. He's like, all right, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. We trust the dog. He takes me across the field, the very field. He's sitting on the tree line. There's 80 feet of food plot and then this blue stem wall, 8-foot, 10-foot tall wall. He takes me right back out into this. 80 foot long food plot that he was sitting in where he shot the deer it comes back to the tree line that he was sitting on and there's a bed with blood in it <laughs> so how this deer exited Man, in, the look- course of, in the course of him texting his buddies telling him he got one hit right. or in the course of him uh, approaching the blue stem and he bumped him right back out mm-hmm. as he was in it and didn't see him or hear him however it all played out it was crazy. He couldn't believe it. There's sh- <laughs> the blood, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see it. We, we tracked him 260 yards due west for the sake of the conversation. When he said his buck ran due east, beh- back behind his tree stand and found his buck, his mind was blown.
0: So really the deer Jay hooked around The again.
1: deer did 100% 180 mm-hmm. when he went into the blue stem. <clears throat> I think what happened, like I said, either he was texting or whatever mm-hmm. and didn't watch it come back out. Or the better situation was probably when he uh, when he entered the blue stem. Mm-hmm. That buck tiptoed out. Yeah, and he never he never you know there was no blood from that bed to the next bed. Yep. W- that he saw.
0: Yeah, I think that either that deer
1: winded him going into there. Yep, heard him. Heard him probably because right. it was only a matter of that. Let's just say that that loop that he made, that U that he made in the blue stem was only a matter of. Six seventy five yards, you yeah. know, in and break back out. This was a mature deer though? That was a good buck. How many good, good h- ten.
0: How many bucks though, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but how many bucks have you jumped and watched them do that though? They you know you're let's say you're on a drive and the guys are all lined up. Yeah. Right? And you're coming through right here, right here, and right here, and you guys are all walking this way. Yep. Right? And you kick this buck out and it goes like yep. this.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And who shoots it? The guys that you stick out, yeah. Here. The neighbors, the neighbors, or the neighbors, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the neighbors that know you're driving it. Well, the yeah. neighbor that drank either a uh, 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 fifth of uh, yeah. Jack Daniel's last night, propped
1: a lawn chair up. Yeah, yeah. Either the flanker, <laughs> if you're smart enough to put one out there. Yeah, right. Or the neighbor who knows you're doing that drive on yeah, the first that's day. A good buck. Yeah, oh good. Really? yeah. It was a good. Oh, the body on him. He sent it me a trail big. camera picture. Yeah, yeah. Giant. that
0: yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of crop down in that area. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I, I do I do want to just stay on that topic real quick. Um, so how many deer have you seen, you know, because what we do is obviously we don't walk on the blood trail, kind of stay to the side. <coughs> and we find it best to have two to three guys, and the guys in the back are kind of belly searching. And then the guy with the hot eye, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, is the guy with, the, you know, he's on, on blood. On the track, yeah. Right. And how many times have you seen where that deer stops? And then instead of, you know, kind of doing, like, you know, eh, your normal situation, it maybe just, like, does, like, you know, that or that. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've seen it <clears throat> too many times to where that's why us as the second and third guys are a little bit further back than the guy that's out in front because that deer, he stops and he goes, well, something funny happened here, mm-hmm. right, because I lost blood and I had real good blood or something. And he kind of just – you kind of just – start looking around you and then all of a sudden you kind of put that puzzle piece together and you're like holy shit that deer
1: yep. just
0: jay hooked five yards back down around this tree and went down into
1: there yeah i actually had one we didn't find the deer and uh luckily the guy found it the next morning um but he had been in there it was two days old he had been in there both days after he shot it with uh himself his wife and his daughter four or five year old daughter or whatever so there was plenty of you know, grid searching, crisscrossing, back and forth. Right. But what that buck did, it went up, side hilled on a forty-five, on a deer trail, and he ended up bedding down, pretty much on that deer trail. And when those guys came up, the very first time, prematurely, mm-hmm. didn't give the deer enough time. It had went right back down and almost paralleled its track. Ten, twenty yards up, as they were making noise here's blood, here's blood, here's right. blood, and mm-hmm. then tiptoed right back down into that crick bottom and I remember i got a I got a terrible memory, but when it comes to the woods, I remember every tree, every <laughs> day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything well, it drives my wife nuts, so I remember that track like it was yesterday when we got to a certain spot in that crick bottom, and he made a a ninety backwards to go up over this hill 45 degrees, my dog wanted to go straight ahead. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the wind was doing at that time, but if I were a betting man, I would say it was hitting me in the face, and that buck was laying down there dead. Right. Because when when the guy had messaged me uh, later the next day and said he found it, he said all it did was come right back down into the creek. It was laying in the creek bottom, and it had got out of its bed and paralleled theoretically, what he thought, where it was laying to where it was bedded. It paralleled, paralleled its mm-hmm. track right back downhill mm-hmm. in the creek bottom, and I guarantee it was as they were coming up that night. Just went right around them. Yep. yep. Just knew knew they were coming. He knows, he knows where he was at. Mm-hmm. He knows that uh, any predator is going to follow that track. He's going to avoid it. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, they're <laughs> – they're smarter some of them though more than others but they're much smarter than than people give them credit on Yeah. um but we'll get into a little bit of technical talk here for a little bit um so really like to you for a dog what is
1: scent you know what what is your definition
0: of of a scent that the deer's leaving
1: (coughs) that's a good one uh there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into the scent. There's a lot of things that help the scent and hurt the scent um but basically, like I had touched on earlier, the cloud of smoke, I got some good literature uh that I got here, tracking dogs for finding wounded deer mm-hmm. uh I've read the book three times now, probably <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's just got a lot of good stuff in it <coughs> and it'll tell you right off the bat you know when it when it talks about scent is there's a lot about scent we don't know there's a lot about scent that is still kind of a mystery um but there's a lot of things that make it up um including uh dead skin particles off of a deer Mm. let's think of uh let's think of dandruff dandruff yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you know these deer are losing these bacteria filled dead particles Mm -hmm. of skin uh obviously the blood let's think of the blood we got scent in the blood um we got glands on deer tarsal glands um they have a interdigital gland between Mm -hmm. their hooves that a lot of people don't know about and that is probably the biggest scent provider um, for our purpose because that basically identifies your deer i'm going to smell different than you are you're going to smell different than your brother is you know and deer are the same so if i get on if I get on your buck and there's no blood, because I really don't get a phone call if there's blood. Right. You know, you follow it yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah, when the blood stops. Yeah,
1: <laughs> my dog is going to identify that deer, and that's why it's nice. That's why it's nice to start at uh, start at the the shot site. You get all that scent, not just the blood, but you get all that identification scent right. to that exact deer uh, that allows him to continue the track when the blood's gone. Mm-hmm. Um. So. It's a combination of, you know, your, your skin particles, your bacteria, your, uh, your gland scent, your urine. Um, if it's a gut shot or whatever, you know, you get that stomach acid in there and whatnot. Um, and all those little microscopic particles that, when we get called, are very minute. There's not a lot of them. Yeah. Or else, like I said, you'd be doing it yourself. Um, they just kind of float float off the deer and fall where they fall. So, uh, wind, moisture's good because moisture's going to help that stuff stick. You know, you're going to you're going to come off of that deer and y- instead of just floating away like your milkweed, you're going to you're going to stick down. You got barometric pressure that helps hold it down. Right. You got your rising and falling thermals that help mm-hmm. hold it down. Um, so there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that help your scent. But as far as what is sent, uh, yeah, just your microscopic particles that that identify the deer from from your uh, your dead skin, your glands, uh, your ID tags. <laughs> yeah, you know, those are your ID, those are your name tags. Do you think
0: that? I I think that this is a question that a lot of hunters have. I know I have run into this question from a couple of people sending me some DMs and wanting to kind of for me to pick some people's brains on this that that are big scent guys. And the better scent guys are guys that are dog guys. I know whenever I did that one with Merle, right after I did it, a couple guys were asking me, hey, you should ask them this. And one of the things that was pretty consistent was, so I walk in the woods, okay, and um, I go pull a camera, let's say, and I know that it's going to rain in an hour. So I decide, well, it's going to rain in an hour, so I'm going to go in and pull my camera now because two days from now, I'm going to go in there and hunt. Is there any correlation to me going in there during a rain or right before a rain to try and dissipate my ground scent that you think works? Or
1: No, like like I touched on earlier, uh, it actually might help.
0: Help help my deer pick me up?
1: Yeah, depending on, uh, you know, we touched on it earlier in the podcast here. Depending on how bad the rain is or how you know severe the rain is uh if it's just a couple hour shower you know it might spread that scent out Mm. and and help that deer you know what about the opposite what if it's super dry if i were going to check a trail camera and i would want to go in that woods with minimal Mm -hmm. scent and right i would go midday on the hottest day of that week with a wind (laughs) Yeah. yeah i mean
0: that's that's i'm Coming from a dog guy, ladies and gentlemen. So, I know there's three of you I can think of that have asked me this question. There you go. It could be wrong.
1: That's what I would do, though. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Could yeah. be wrong, but at the same time, you know, you have experience to to say, you know, a dog's nose is not a deer's nose, right? Yeah. But it's still. <laughs> yeah. It's still a multiplied nose for what. It's still well above a human nose yeah i mean leaps and bounds yeah you know outrageous amounts right and every
1: breed differs you know what we need to do hmm. we need to train a deer to track deer i need i need to breed huck with a coyote <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> Man, now we're talking you can't tell me they wouldn't be the best hunters oh, out there god. to find a dead deer Did you right imagine something yeah. like that yeah Jeez. And, and just fyi i'm not going to try and do <laughs> that <but>. go <laughs> on people people will be texting not me. not right now anyway <laughs> My DMs would be blowing up. People would yeah. be like, yeah, I got, I, a got p- a I got a coyote. Tell him to bring his dog <laughs> She's over. She's in heat. Yeah. Bring her up. She's him puffed up, man. Bring <laughs> him over. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, but for real, I mean, they. There's there's been multiple tracks that I've been on that the coyotes beat us to it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's because we give it time. Right. You know, regardless of the situation, they know how to find them. They are very good at it. Yep. They know how to find them. I don't know how they're that good at it, but they but they're a canine. So if they can find them well, <sighs> yeah, a well trained dog and not just a well trained dog because you have to know your dog. Yeah,
0: I think it's because Many's they're feral yeah. and they're dependent. on well, survival. You know, right. You know, they're opportunists. If you haven't eaten in sixteen days, yeah.
1: you're gonna find food. I'm gonna find right? it. I'll find it <laughs> before. I'll find it before most guys. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah um, but but that's just that's just the nature of the beast you know even though even though huck gets a, a meal every day it's still in him you know the hunt the hunt is there the drive is there mm-hmm. and whenever i take him out when i put that harness on when i grab that leash mm-hmm. when i put my cap lamp on right. dude he's ready to go it's like a switch gets flipped like i said earlier I, I i have him sit down 5 yards away from the shot site, whatever mm-hmm. it is, give or take, <clears throat> I walk over and I see it. And I, the, I mean, he's, he's sitting there drooling pretty yeah, much. Yeah, right. You know.
0: He's out of lover mode and he's into,
1: yeah. it's time. Say find him. Right. Boom. Neck. He's up. He's up out of his, he's up out of his seat and he's coming over, sniffing, licking, da, 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 right. and it's game on. Lives for it. Yep.
0: Um, you know, you've been a PA resident for unst years. 35. As long as you've been alive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you've got to see as many changes, uh, regulation wise as I have for the most part. And uh, I always ask my guests on this show because I think it's important to point out what people are for, against, or ideas that they may or may not have. I want you to give me some yays and nays for our state. Okay. Some things that you really like that we're doing. And it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's deer. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever some things that you think we're doing really well and would like to move forward and see them keep going in that direction. And then some things that you think, Hey man, we should probably take another look at this. And I think we could do a little better or try to change
1: something here. Well, number one, <coughs> number one for the, uh, the good would have to be allowing, uh, dogs for finding wounded game. Right. <laughs> That's definitely first and foremost, I uh, agree. and high five to, uh, the game commission for that for sure. um, mm-hmm. I think the other one uh that sticks out to me would be the opportunities for the youngsters mm. mentored youth. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was 12 years old, you know. Yeah. We that, was, that a was birthright. Yeah, that <laughs> was a big age and you know yeah. what? There's some kids that should wait till they're 12 and there's some kids that are maybe quote-unquote ready earlier. Right. And it's cool. Yeah. It's cool if you have the proper mentor and a proper mindset mm-hmm. and background to uh to be able to get into this hunting game before 12. Yeah. I mean, my. You're really lucky if you have a good mentor. Yeah, my boys, my boys have it. They've been bit. Mm-hmm. I I touched earlier a red tag, you know, ag tag two deer. My three year old was right next to me for both of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's three up. years old, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna let him shoot it. He's not they ready to shoot ho- it yet. They love the whole process. Though. Yeah, you know, you you help yeah.
0: you help bring them home, it's and then you start skinning them, and they're like, "Dad, yep. where's my knife?" Yep. Right?
1: It's huge, and they want, and they do, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, let's cut the meat you know we're gonna cut yep. the meat off dad. we're gonna eat it dad we're gonna eat it dad right. yeah make sausage dad
0: make trail bologna put the cheese in it dad
1: right yep. <laughs> yep. yeah so that's good that's that's obviously good um i buy my five-year-old a tag he's hunted spring gobbler uh, last year and this year uh i buy him a tag he does or a license he doesn't get a tag until he's seven mm-hmm. um which is good uh, you know not really ready to pull the trigger. He shoots his four ten himself, but he's not really ready to pull the trigger mm-hmm. himself till seven. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. So seven years old is is the new twelve, I guess. Yeah. You know, I would say which that is cool.
0: I was in Ohio whenever I was able to complete <clears throat> the same thing. I think it was eight, if I remember right, or going on eight when it happened for me. And I shot a, f- I shot my first deer with a four ten pumpkin ball. hmm It was a smoothbore four ten single shot. Yeah. Didn't even have a hammer. I still have the gun. Just a break. It does it's hammerless break, so it just has it safe. Nice. And um yeah, shot shot a doe and uh I look back since and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dropped her right in her tracks. Yeah. Right. The old four ten punkin slinger. Yep. Um
1: I think the bear too. The bear thing's cool. PA bear's awesome. Okay. You know, we got a lot more opportunities to mm. shoot bears, which is good because that means our numbers are up, I think. Right. Yeah. You oh they are. They're up. So
0: so, um, there is an individual I like to point out for, for that because I just brought him up. Um, well, this part, the next podcast that'll be airing, uh, and that was Dr. Gary Alt because if you remember, like I remember that guy had a hit out on him when he introduced the antler restrictions, I thought people said they were going to blow right off their shoulders. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that was not, that wasn't a thing, you know what I mean? Fork bucks, four points. That was all fine and dandy, and that's what you did. You shot them. There was does running all over the freaking place, and and I remember. I remember three day doe. I know you do too. Oh yeah. Um, And there was there was I mean there was deer everywhere. Yeah. I remember the year that they opened the water tower. Uh, Out of Glendale. Yeah. (laughs) There was so many deer out there, and it was for flintlock only when Uh they did it the first year. And Uh I think I shot twelve times that day. I did end up getting one running somehow. I don't know, but I was only I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know i just would like to point out i you know the reason we have so many bear right now is because of him and also the reason we have large deer is because he put his career on the chopping block and said look yeah. my career is already done i'll go out put me in charge we're going to do the antler restrictions and if yep. people don't like it it don't matter i'm already done with my career we have lots of bear i want to say lots but we have a very yeah, we have a good bear we have a, we have a good, very good, good
1: population i think yeah. and a good size
0: yeah and also
1: look at the deer we're killing oh uh. It's wonderful. Whether it's, whether it it's is. because of the lack of interest in hunting, mm. Could you be. know, has something to do with it. Maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure a little um, bit. Whatever the reason, I know obviously, Doctor Alt had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, the antler restriction is great. I, I'm not the best hunter, but I like to shoot good deer. Well, yeah. I try. I try and hold myself to a a standard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, <laughs> every once in a while with the rifle, I get a little little sketchy and there's a good buck and you mm-hmm. shoot him and he's not as good as you thought he was yeah. but you know that happens and I'm still grateful for the kill but uh I think guys are appreciating being able to compete with our neighbors you know mm-hmm. there's no Ohio. reason there's no reason Ohio can grow them and we can't <laughs> right. right you know right yeah uh Maybe that's where you're going yeah they're here man we just gotta we just gotta give them the chance mm-hmm. and hey you buy a tag the same way I do. You want to shoot a twelve-inch eight-point? Then, then Go right can. ahead. I'll drink a beer and celebrate with you because yeah. it's a good kill. Help you skin the yeah. mother out. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm all aspects of it. I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but I think everybody would. I think everybody'd rather put some inches in the tailgate. Than, yeah. Why than not? Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, your taxidermist should be making enough money to put his kids through college, right? We're yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We got to, we got to fund it all. Yeah. (laughs) We're allowed, uh, what? Six dough tags now. It's a lot. So if you want Mm. to quote unquote, fill the freezer, then go fill the freezer (laughs) for $6 and 97 cents. Um, I can promise you, you can fill the freezer, right? You know? Yeah. That is a, Oh, well, he can't eat the meat or he can't eat the horns. I'm cool with that, too. If that's your mentality, great, dude. I love it. That's old school. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. good for you. But uh, I'm going to hold out and hope for like a 120 or better. You know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, There's the PA bow hunters eight-point creed. Some people say, you know, we have a lot of eight points when a deer gets mature enough that even two and a half, right? Usually, you know, in most areas, they're going to be an eight-point. Yeah. It's a pretty common thing. Um, but we talked about the things that you pretty much liked. What are some things that you're like, eh, I'm kind of on the fence on this, and I think we should take a double double look at this, or hey, maybe we can do a little better with this.
1: Well, first and foremost, I don't want to say anything bad about our, our game commission because they they do a good job, and they take heat no matter what. Yeah, well, you can't make everybody Whether, happy. Yeah. So. Whether the antler restriction was good or not, there's people that are pissed. Whether extra bear seasons were good or not, there's people that are pissed. Right. So one way or another, whether we're allowed six doe tags or not, mm-hmm. you know, one way or another, people aren't going to be happy. Uh, for me, they're just they're just making laws and enforcing them, and I'm going to abide by them because right. that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I think the Fisher and this potential Martin deal, pine martin, is bad news. Okay. I don't agree. I don't know it well enough to. I don't know the situation well enough to yeah. agree or disagree. Have, has anything moved forward with it? Oh, I got good news for you. I'll tell you afterwards. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. There's,
0: there's some. There's some exciting stuff coming. <laughs> good. Through this channel, if you will. So.
1: Good. Good. But yeah. you know, I love predators. As we as we talked earlier, mm-hmm. I hunt coyotes with hounds, and uh, it is absolutely my favorite season. It doesn't end. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, and on the flip side of that. What day can you hunt them that you can't hunt other things? I'm out there on Sunday. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't want to rub it in, okay.
1: but if anybody wants to join, just give me give mm. me a shout, and you're welcome to hunt Sundays as well. Yeah. which is cool because I I've heard this a lot on the show, and I don't want to I don't want to uh, get under anybody's skin. Uh that's kind of like our holy day is you know keep we keep that day the Sabbath because I know I'm not going to screw your archery hunt up. You I know understand. what I mean? I'm out there running dogs. I'm gonna make some noise. There's gonna be some commotion. Do I chase deer off your property? No, not not typically. Um, do I get deer moving? Yeah, yeah. They, they'll they'll get up we'll and circle one, around I and come, come right back, come right back in their same bed. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a nice little uh thing for us because we know we're not gonna piss anybody off. Right. There's nobody that's been working hard for a 180-incher that has them at 50 yards ready to mm-hmm. go full draw, and here come, here comes a coyote with my dogs. Right. It's and all. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to anybody. But if Sunday hunting becomes a thing, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with, we all got to work together and realize you guys are allowed to hunt on Sundays now.
0: Mm-hmm. We've been hunting. Sundays used
1: to be our days, mm-hmm. so we got to meet in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool. You know, I mean, we all, we're all out there for the same thing. Nobody's there's 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 good and bad. You know, there's yeah. there's people that are a little different about situations, but um, I'm out there for for one thing, and that's to enjoy the outdoors. You yeah. know, don't matter what season it is, don't matter what we're hunting. It's that's <coughs>
0: that is probably the
1: biggest you know
0: opinionated thing in our state, and it makes sense why it is because you know they're blue. Blue, what do they say? Blue blood laws, or I don't know, the old laws, whatever they whatever they call them. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I I talk about it like you said on the show before, but you know, one thing maybe we can look at a little bit differently is, uh, you know, why are we so concerned with the CWD with deer, or are we actually concerned with? the cwd with elk right because i mean i'm not you know i'm not dogging the game wardens i'm not dogging the game commission in any aspect but i just i personally get the feeling whenever i see the cwd stuff come forward that i'm not saying deer don't get cwd i don't know enough about cwd to say that out loud but i wonder that it's not for a more herded creature a but fear,
1: a fear of hurting the elk herd.
0: Well, I mean, versus that's, the whitetail herd. So
1: that's the cash cow. I was just gonna say, let's let's face the facts here. Let's just face facts here. The elk bring PA some money, yeah, and right. they should. That's, and they did a lot of work for those elk.
0: You so know, I and think that Pennsylvania should look at our non-resident, um, license non-resident things. I think personally, you acquire Sunday hunting. Suddenly, the guy that lives in Ohio, Maryland. West Virginia, New York, Rhode Island, um, Jersey, you know, these guys are probably already coming in our state and if they weren't, they probably weren't because, hey, well, you know, I can only out there Saturday, right? Suddenly, your non-resident sales, they boom. Open that up. You charge just a little bit more. You don't need to be going hog wild I'm not for raping people's wallets, you know what I mean? But, Bang! Now you're making some really good chukla Yeah. Coming out of your non-resident situation, and you can put it towards the
1: residents. Every know? other state, it costs more to be a ra- oh my God. <laughs> non-resident yeah. than a resident. Right. It's just the fact, you know. It's just the way it is. Yeah. We can take a look at it. I Yeah. Think. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't think our, uh, I don't think our non-resident rate is bad at all. I don't. I, I would think have it's to only it like a hundred bucks more. I don't think it's crazy. I buy a non-resident elk tag in Colorado. It's seven hundred bucks. That's. Think the uh, residents like a hundred.
0: <laughs> I think that um for uh elk, elk tags though. I believe, from what I understand, that Colorado is the destination for non-resident. Well, if they offer they offer
1: the most over-the-counter opportunities. Right. Yeah, 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 hands down. I got a buddy heading out Wednesday. I just had a chat with him before I came here because uh, I fortunately have been successful in Colorado. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, just racked my brain a little bit we had a nice Mm -hmm. chat and i hope i hope to god they bring a couple bulls back um so i just looked it up
0: while we were talking here the pennsylvania non-resident hunting license this is without any deer tags small game anything like that Mm -hmm. um is 101 dollars yeah that's cheaper than any state i
1: hunt hands down way cheaper yeah so your regular pa resident is uh what bucks. Well, I buy everything, but... I buy everything, and I'm 130 bucks deep. Right, yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. buy pretty much... I get my dove, I get bear, yep. Cat. Pheasant license, everything. I don't do the pheasant.
0: Well, just because... I, I haven't, g- yeah. I can go with... Uh, I go with, with Michael yep. here and there or whatever, yep. and then...
1: I haven't done the pheasant. Not because I'm against it, just because yep. I don't... I like uh, it. I haven't done it. I'd like to do it, but I got enough... You got your <laughs> you got your iron in a lot of it's fires. it's a small game with time with time of year am my shooting well pheasants? okay Same so time then, of year I'm taking phone calls
0: and and I'll keep this short because um,
1: we're kind of on and on I know where the, you're going small game on Sundays I've heard it before and I think that's genius yeah it's, it's I think it's genius I would
0: give away my my push for deer hunting on Sundays if they said you know what we're gonna give you small game on Sunday.
1: Bring the squirrels back, dude. It's the best meat in the woods. Yeah. Oh. Bring the rabbits em. back. Nobody's doing it anymore, which is good because they're making a good comeback. Yeah. We, we kind of probably needed some time off. Wow. Well, uh, pheasants. If you kill the hawks. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: uh, there's a little too many hear, of them out I there. I hear that.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would be for that, dude, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because then you're out there small game hunting with a bagel chasing rabbits, right? Yep. I'm out there coyote hunting with walkers. You run your dog. I'm We're not, not my dog. nobody sitting in a stand getting messed up. Yeah, there's plenty of guys that would be small game hunting. There's more guys that will pick up the small game hunting because they can do yeah. it on Sundays. Yeah, I think it's a great start. You take the boys
0: small game hunting that day, you take them coyote. Hunting. There's options. I think it's a great start.
1: I tracked a buck last year in uh, late archery, snow on the ground. Yeah, prime coyote, you know. Mm-hmm. And I called the guys, I said, uh, I got late archery. I got a phone call, you know, I, mm-hmm. I got to take it. All right, all right i was so close to loading the hounds in the bed and saying if i cut a track because i was in i was up on a mountain i was in a coyote territory <laughs> yeah dude 100 percent fresh pair <laughs> coming out coming out of the laurel right where this guy's buck went now i right. never messed with him uh but all i had to do was say hey brad you know hey zoop dog there at the gate right dogs are in a bed Get them on it, yep. you know, and they were going the opposite direction. Them boys could have been chasing coyotes with snow in the ground because we didn't have too many snow days. Yeah. It was a it was a bad winter. Um, yeah, we didn't have no snow. That that thing nothing. didn't move. Yeah, one one day. Yeah, two years were the cobwebs. Away. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, it, it was a it was a tough call. But uh, yeah, that uh, what we touched on earlier led me to another thing I didn't like. Man, I can't remember now. Hmm. I got off on a tangent. Um. Yeah, I'll just – I
0: will add real quick. Um, you know, I do think that we do need to look at the predator situation a little bit more. You were talking about, right, whenever we come on or towards the end there, um, that the Pine Martin fisher, right? Yeah. All right, so that's thats what I'm talking about. You got this predator situation, right? What what are the fishers doing to the turkey? What are the Pine Martin going to do to the turkey? I, that is the biggest question I get that people ask, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, can you look into this? Fortunately, coming forward, I do have something going on. We are going to touch base with somebody who's in power, and they can give us some better answers. But, um, you know, what about the other situation, right? Because we talk about – I just said it. You know, you can't shoot Hawks, and that's no big deal. No problem. But I think we need to look at it personally. They
1: got to eat, and nobody's eating them. And there's – well, I mean – I see them
0: everywhere, yeah. everywhere, and there's a how they're yeah. super abundant. Maybe they're not in certain you know places and such, but I can tell you. Then maybe we should look at it into our WMUs, right? In yeah. 4D and 2E, 2C, you can whack two a year yeah. or whatever it is, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, let's face it. I I just see too many of them, and talk about. I'm a rabbit hunter, so when I see that, <laughs> I know what's going on. Right, I I'd wonder, I'd, I'd like to know what one hawk is good for. It's probably mm-hmm. way more than I want to know. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I know your owls and stuff eat them too, but yeah. that's a whole different. The old,
1: the old great horned owl. Yeah, right. They're they're straight freaking, up,
0: they're savage. They're freaking awesome. You know. Yeah, I'm all for them. But yeah, you know, we're we're on the coyotes. We're getting them right. Yeah. It's funny though. I can remember whenever, I my pap shot a coyote years and years and years ago. I remember people coming from like three or four counties away to come see it. Yeah, it was that big of a deal. Yeah, and the same thing with the Fisher. I remember
1: a couple years ago, bobcats. I yep. remember a couple years ago, guy killed a bobcat. Oh my God, guy killed a bobcat! Right yep. now, you see, I see more. I actually see more bobcats in the woods than I do coyotes. I right. know I. I don't think there's more bobcats than coyotes, um, but being in the woods, I see more. Right. I don't know if they're not as intelligent or what, but I just think there's more of them. There's a good bit more of them yeah. now because I, I get the
0: pictures of them. I, f- I see the tracks. They're around. Um, but I mean that's pretty much it. That's that's what I got for you, brother. And uh, you know, this is one of those tangents you can go down for it's a it's a big rabbit hole. But um before we go, man, you know, I, I touched on it right before we started, but I need to touch on it again. If I hit a deer, or whoever hits a deer that's listening to this phone call and they're not real confident in the shot and they need
1: to get a hold of you, where can they find you and how are they gonna get a hold of you? Well, my number uh uh my number's on our Website, which I I didn't touch on earlier. Uh, I'm a member of United Blood Tracker. Okay. Which is a organization that pretty much unites everybody that needs help. Um, you can go to unitedbloodtrackers.com. Um, type in your area code or your city or whatever, and it'll pop up a map with a bunch of pins, and it'll give you you know the top five or something uh, closest guys to you click on them their number their profile mm-hmm. whatever you need to know it's right there uh again it's unitedbloodtrackers.com might be .org, but uh, as soon as you type in United Blood Trackers, it'll pop up right uh super super awesome organization real quick uh last year we they do a survey every year and uh last year they had 360 survey responses from various trackers you know across the area and uh Total tracks taken were 13,547. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, the total recoveries were 6,523. So, you know. A little less than half. Yeah, let's say a 50% ish right. ballpark. And again, you know, there's guys out there that want your percentage. They, a percentage is tough because I can take every phone call I get, whether I think that deer's dead or whether they screwed the track up. Mm-hmm. You can take them all. And obviously your percentage is going to go in the dirt. Or I can be super picky, mm-hmm. take only this, this, and this, you know, and my percentage is going to go through the roof. But uh, it's pretty cool that they log all this information. So, again, total recoveries was 6,523. Uh, the white-tailed deer made up 6,216 of those. Pretty pretty big part of the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. tracking world. Oh, yeah. Uh, along with that, we had black bear for 122 hogs for 57, elk for 29, mule deer for 14, moose for eight, European red deer, red stag, for five, axis deer for 19, fellow deer for two, coyote, eight. So somebody's out there calling a dog to To find a coyote coyote eight times. That's pretty cool. Uh, Two fox, 26 lost dogs, one domestic goat, two lost tortoises, Seven turkeys, <laughs> one mouflon, which is like an African thing, uh, one nil guy, which is an African thing, uh, one black buck, and two bobcats. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. stupid knowledge, but uh, that's the survey. That's the r- results from last year's cool. survey. Pretty neat. Well, so you got to
0: think too. A, a survey. How many? I mean, eighty percent. Well,
1: uh, I would say less than that. Three hundred sixty survey responders. Okay. I so I don't know the number of members. Yeah, I don't know the number of members. It doesn't say. Um but uh yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean let's just say fifty percent of it. I've got I've gotten calls for uh, lost cats. Yep. Cat wears a cat wears a diaper, you know, he's he's got some kind of disease. Hey. Sorry, but I can't I couldn't help. I was in I was out of town. But uh it's pretty cool. <laughs> Tortoises <laughs> you know, <laughs> Everybody's just out there trying to help, and that's what we do. We try and help. Listen, I it's it's uh, it takes time away from the family. Yeah, and I can't thank my wife enough. Right, you know because takes a strong household. Literally, I come home from work, and and if I was yeah, if I was lucky enough to be able to answer the phone, which you know I work underground, so I have voicemails to get to when I get back. Uh, If I'm if I'm lucky enough to answer most of the calls, uh. I take them. I organize them. I figure out what's best. If I got three in an area, or two, you know, whatever. Try and mm-hmm. plan my evening. I run in the door. She's got supper ready. Hi, bye, and I'm out the door until question mark. Right. I don't know when I'm getting home. Right. You know, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, but it's all worth it when uh, you know whenever you 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 see your dog approach that. Target buck that this guy's been after for two years, right? And you turn around and see the smile on his face, yep. Or you turn around and see him steal down in the dumps because he didn't see the deer yet, and you go, "There he we're, is." We're getting close, buddy. There he right. is, bud. <laughs> we got him. What? Right. We got him, bud. And they just start jumping around and yeah. high fiving, and it's a high emotion. It's a it's high stakes game. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And I'm super fortunate to be uh, to be able to take part in it. Mm-hmm. And if anybody needs. If anybody needs a hand, uh, this season, next year, 10 years from now, uh, yeah, reach out unitedbloodtrackers.com. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at, uh, at Josh Beltowski. That's B-E-L-T-O-W-S-K-I. I, I post, uh, I have a, um, highlight reel of Huck's journeys from last year. You can click on the highlight, watch almost every track that we did last year. Uh, everyone that I had service for anyway. Yeah. Um you know and follow along with them and hopefully we don't hear from you but if the opportunity arises i'm here for it and we'll step up yeah i'm ready (laughs) we're ready he's ready (laughs) he's ready he's more than ready well brother i appreciate you coming on
0: and um like i said this was a long time coming i i feel like you enjoyed yourself i know i really enjoyed this conversation and um you know we're they're going to have to get together. Again. Yeah. Yeah, this was good. This was cuz we got some other we got a whole other adventure to go I was, down I was I was a little
1: nervous at first, but this was good. Yeah. And yeah, I will. We'll get on and talk about the the coyote dogs cuz yeah. there's another there's another solution to a problem. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm lucky to know a lot of hounds and then I can tell you that. Dogs are great, man. We I I'm sure everybody listening has heard it. We don't deserve them. They're uh yep. They're awesome and it's awesome to it's awesome to watch a dog reach its potential Yeah, you know not just uh not just sit around and be a pet which is great too right right everybody loves everybody loves pets a working dog is very a, impressive a working dog is is absolutely impressive yeah so
0: well brother good blood trails man that's yeah. all i can tell you
1: Name <laughs> small miss small but don't hesitate to call yeah, oh, yeah i love it <laughs> i love yeah. it that's it dude yeah thanks Thank you, for man. having me man yep. i appreciate it we'll catch up with you here a little for later sure. season yep
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have finished another episode of the Keystone Chronicles podcast. Guys, you know how this works. I need you to go rate, comment, subscribe on any platform that you're listening to. That really, really helps the show more than you even believe. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. This was one of those ones for me, I know, that um, when I go back and listen to, this is really what this show is about, guys. This is two PA boys just... Laying it down with a great, great conversation and really just a- appreciating each other's presence. And the stories could have kept flowing and flowing and flowing throughout the night. But, you know, we can only put so much audio out at once. And um, that's about the max that I'll do is about an hour and a half to uh, an hour and 20 minutes a pop. And without doing uh, uh, part one or part two. So, um, Josh will be back on guys. If you guys really enjoyed this conversation, reach out to him, let him know how good this one was. I, I really think it was one of the better ones. And, um, also for me guys, if there's people, you know, that want to get on the show, uh, I plan on building the website up to where you can get on and put people's names in and such and all that. But in the meanwhile, please reach out to me guys. The, the best guests are the ones that aren't really present on social media. Um, and they're really hard to find. So, Please steer them our way, guys. Uh, let them leave a footprint uh, on this world in some form or another that will be here forever. And get knowledge out to to help and bring value to others. Because really, at the end of the day, guys, this is all we have: is outdoorsmen, is 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 each other, and we have to protect it in every form and way that we know how. And and I feel the way that that is is through teaching each other. So guys reach out to me i really appreciate everybody saying hey we love this we love that and i see it in the views and stuff on the statistics of the show guys i, I really can't thank you enough for making this show what it is and i'm going to keep bringing you as much content and as much value as i can so um just be patient with me here uh, super super busy going going through some things here with uh work scheduling and stuff with my family so um Yeah, thank you guys so much. We're going to bring you as much content as we can. Until next time, get out there and go kill a deer, squirrel, or anything great that Pennsylvania has to offer. Guys, God bless you. We'll see you soon.